All right, 97.7 ACKFM, and we are joined in studio with Frank Shad from NCTV. Frank, thanks for coming in. Hi, Doug. So uh, what are we going to be talking about today? What we got going on? So over the past four years, Nantucket Community Television has been working on a documentary. It's about an hour-long film. Uh, it's called The Island Cup, and it's about the high school football rivalry between Nantucket High School and Martha's Vineyard High School. And if you've gone to school on the island here, I don't need to tell you anything about how yeah. serious this is to Islanders. Well, we actually broadcast all the Whalers football games here on the station. And uh, since I've been here for about four months now, I moved here from Ohio. Uh, so I got to see firsthand about the rivalry uh, with against Martha's Vineyard. And it's been going on for as long as they can remember, right? So it started, the, the foot, first time a football came to the islands, the story goes, is 1937. Harry Cleverly was a minister, and he wanted something for the kids, the young boys, to do there. Okay. And so the story was that they showed one of the kids a football and said, I forget his name, let's just say Johnny. They said, Johnny, do you think you can pass this? He holds the football, looks up at Harry and says, pass, uh, pass it, I don't even think I can swallow it. <laughs> that's a good one. You had me going there for a minute, but that's, uh, is that a true story? That's the story. I don't know how true it is, but <laughs> it's a good hilarious. one. And then the Inquirer and Mira, which we love, of course, yes. NCTV and ACKFM love the Inquirer and Mira, but uh, they, when their reporter went down in those early uh, games in the thirties and, and fifties, it kind of took a little hiatus during the world, uh, the second world war. Uh, this, another story goes that the reporter was asking people what inning it was. Cause just people were not experienced with football. Yeah. In Ireland. Yeah. Now, how long were you working on this documentary? It's taken you quite a while, right? So I'm sort of like you uh, in the sense that I'm an off-islander, and I hit the ground running. I came uh, to Nantucket in 2018. Okay. Within a month or so of, of arriving here, I had heard about this football tradition, and I really wanted to see it for myself. So I took a camera, and I didn't know anyone on the island. Do you have any family here? I don't, no. Yeah, so I'm in the same boat. I don't have fr- Now I do. I've tons of friends here, but at the time I didn't have a single friend here, no family, no connection. So I went down to the high school football field at Nantucket High School and I didn't know how I'd be received. If I were a kid, I'd be suspicious of a strange guy holding a camera. I'm six feet <laughs> yeah. tall. I don't, I kind of stick out a right. little bit. Um, but you know, the kids were very um, willing to, to be on camera, um, but it was still awkward. Right. So after that practice, I felt like I really didn't get anything substantive. The so I after the practice, um, I talked to Coach Machado and I said, "Can I interview you to talk about the upcoming Island Cup?" Now, again, this was in August. I think it was in August, and I didn't know that the Island Cup happened in November. Right. So I was trying to get some emotion out of him. I didn't know him at all. I've since learned he's a very passionate person. So in that interview, I was kind of maybe a little bit trying to provoke him. And I was saying, I heard the Island cup traditions on its way out. I didn't know that to be true. And it's not <laughs> right. the case. Yeah. You're I'm, just trying to get a rise out of him. Trying to get, to get a rise out of him. And boy, did he get fired up? I was adjusting the audio levels on my camera. He was telling me that, you know, how important it was, how it's been here for decades, how it means so much to fathers, sons and, and the, and the moms here. And, um, from that moment on, I, I realized there was more to it. Mm-hmm. And so during that first year, the scope of the project grew and grew. I think a lot of times when I watch documentaries, I can see the ones that had a clear idea from the beginning and then the ones that found their story throughout the filming. Right. And we're certainly in that second case. Okay. We did not know the scope of this was going to be a full length uh, documentary. It kind of just unfolded as you made it, as you, over the, it's four years in the making, technically. Four right? years. And part of that is because COVID did, did delay us. Yeah. There were two years where it just lived on a hard drive, but 
over time, we decide to include Martha's Vineyard as well. So it's really told from both islands' perspective. Okay, and I was cool. I was embedded over with the team uh, there. So what we saw what they were doing to prepare the speeches to get people fired up their traditions. So it's uh, I, I hope the documentary doesn't sound like it's rooting for one person one team or another, even though I certainly have a favorite. <laughs> right. So that's going to be this Wednesday at the Dreamland at 7 o'clock, I think you said, correct? 7.30. 7.30. But they're also going to air it in February and then again in April. So for Feb- some reason, they can't make it this Wednesday. You guys will be showing it again at Dreamland? Yeah, February 8th and April 14th. They're all at 7.30 Okay. PM. Now, to make something like this, you probably need a lot of, a lot of help, right? So you got some sponsors you want to mention? Yeah, this project really could have died on a hard drive. Yeah. But I want to give a, a heartfelt thank you to Dan Driscoll, who is our uh, board president. But he's a producer and also a sponsor, and it would not have been possible with uh, with without him. Um, I remember when I first started, we were at Lola Burger, and he was generous. He generously donated to the project, and he saw the potential in it way before even I did. Right. And so uh, he was instrumental to it. Jonathan Burkhardt is another producer. Lisa Getter is our executive director. She's been fantastic. Jamie Howarth did the audio mixing. And then the following uh, organizations donated a lot of money, and we couldn't have done it without them. Penny Dye, Fairgrounds Restaurant, Bartlett's Farm, Nantucket, Arthur Bergeron of Miracle Connell Attorneys at Law, Dockside Inn and Oak Bluffs, Harborview Hotel, Highland Cruises, um, Island Environmental Services, Nantucket Booster Club, Permits Plus Incorporated, Tom Hanlon, uh, Landscapers, Nantucket, Waterworks of Nantucket, Chris Morey, The Inquirer and Mirror, Rider Electric and HVAC Heating Cooling, Sun and Fun Rentals, and finally the Wharf in Edgar Town. So we just want to thank all of them for making this possible. That's a lot of people that are, that are getting on board to support this uh, really cool concept because, like you said, we could have just saw just the whaler side, but I like how you're you know, exploring the, 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 the side from Martha's Vineyard as well, and you get to see both teams and what goes you know, all into it for both sides. I think that's a cool concept. There have been over the decades that this tradition has uh, energized both islands tragedies on both teams. Mm-hmm. And although football compared to life and death is is kind of a, a petty pursuit, that's just a surface layer. Underneath it is a community and communities coming together. And that's one thing that I really cherish in my experience of filming this is that I would hear these stories of like Tim Ostabo was a was a great quarterback on Nantucket and he was also a brainiac. He won the Bosch and Lom Science Award. And he passed away at the age of 26. Oh, wow. And when he did, who was the person who eulogized him? It was not someone from his dual master's degree at University of Idaho. It was his high school football coach, Vito Capizzo. Wow. And, you know, Vito said that was one of the hardest things he's ever had to do in his life. And right around the time that he died, the Island Cup happened. And, you know, people sometimes read too much into it, but the, the story is that Martha's Vineyard missed the field goal and they thought, oh, well, maybe that's Tim kind of just drifting the ball off to the sidelines. And then something even more poignant happened on the, maybe not more poignant, but something more striking happened on the vineyard. Richie Medeiros was a former player who played in the 70s. Okay. He had a son and daughter. The son was on the team um, in 1999. And during practice, Ben Medeiros, the son of Richie, uh, was told by one of his teammates that they can't find your father. His father had worked out on the water. And so he asked the coach on the vineyard, Coach Donald Herman, if he could go home. Herman said, of course you can. And uh, Herman visited him that night to check up on him. They still hadn't found his father. So they had boats searching 24-7. You know how hard it is to search for someone in the water in the nighttime? At they night? were just yeah. searching all night for him. Unfortunately, they found him tangled in some seaweed. They think what happened is that his waders had filled with water and he kind of sank to the bottom. Um 
but the coach and the player still wanted to for for the uh, Ben to play. He felt like it was important to be part of that community, right. even though his father had just died. And so uh, Coach Herman made Ben and his sister honorary captains for the next game. Oh wow! And the final score of the of that next game was thirty five to zero, which was the number of Richie Madaris. Wow. That's pretty crazy right there. So this documentary kind of follows a lot of this stuff as well, not just the on-field action, I'm assuming. Yes. I, you know, at the time I looked a lot younger. I was about 10 years older than the kids that I was filming. And so I tried to blend into some of the events. And of course, I would always tell people ahead of time, hey, can I go to this party? Can I go out to dinner with you guys? And so I really tried to show what it was like to be a high school student in 2018, 2019. Kind of undercover. Undercover, exactly. Even though they knew, they knew. But I mean, I see what you're saying, though. And, and you know, I, I developed a good relationship with the kids. And so it was, you know, might have been a little difficult for me because although I clearly am rooting for Nantucket, I knew so many of the Vineyard kids because I was embedded over there. Yeah. So although I wanted the Whalers to win, I would be like, oh, you know, I really want Johnny to have a successful experience. And right. Um, so to, to answer your question, yes, there's a lot of behind the scenes footage uh, because as the documentary grew, I was just in so many different events that I felt like it spoke to not just what happened on the field, but the off the field tradition. And that illustrated the meaning of this uh, Island cup. Wow. It sounds very, very interesting and obviously very uh, localized in uh, that's going to be happening this Wednesday at dreamland seven 30 and uh, get out there and support it. The Island cup documentary, Frank, I totally appreciate you coming in, kind of giving us the, the idea behind the whole film. And uh, I appreciate uh, you taking the time out of your busy day. Thanks for having me.